What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. 90 minutes from wherever you are. What do you got, Laura? So I'm going to be a little selfish today with my What You Need to Know, guys. Just making it known. I wanted to shout out Julissa Prado, who is a Mexican-American businesswoman. And she just made business history. (laughs) She is the first Latina-owned curly hair product at Ulta which is a huge retail store for women. And I just want to shout it out because Latinas are doing amazing things and I feel like they're not recognized enough, especially in business. And I was like, yo, this is huge. I remember when her brand went to Target, which is called Rizos Curls, and she was like, I made it. And now it's like she rolled up to the Ulta in, a, in I was going to say in Spanish, in un caballo with mariachi, celebrating with her mom, like giving paletas out, just owning her heritage and her culture and i was like yo this is so amazing like we need to shout people like this out yeah 100 percent, man for sure thank you for doing that um certainly do more of it i would say and she's from la so you know exactly (laughs) well that's the whole point of what you need to know so yeah so shout out to julissa girl keep doing your thing i have curly hair and trust me it's not easy sometimes to manage it so yeah i appreciate products you know what though i gotta just say one thing laura you know really Latina, I understand why you have so much pride in that, and I think that's wonderful. But for me, I just love people who have the guts and the courage to take the risk to do something, to bust their ass, to hustle, to to create a product and a brand, and then to get it to a big retailer like that and to make a lot of money, God willing, for her. Like I just love success stories. Whether it doesn't matter to me, black, white, male, female, Latina, none of it matters to me. I just love stories of people who take risk. Mm-hmm. and people who succeed i'm inspired by it so great story yeah and just one more thing i want to add she is actually providing a five thousand dollar grant to a minority owned business so you guys can follow her at resource curls and they have more information on that all nice. right cool and that is what you need to know brought to you by morongo casino resort and spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are uh all right so we got people on the phones that want to chime in on this gentleman who called earlier, Dan, who was saying that the Clipper fans or that the Laker fans are jealous, which I think is kind of crazy. Like, let's not get, let's not get ridiculous here. Like, enjoy. Look, enjoy. I have been on your side, okay, despite the fact that I picked against you in this series after picking you in the first two series. I have been on your side. I have been here to be fair and objective and um, defend you guys uh, from unfair stuff. But let's not get ridiculous. Um, I don't think that there is any jealousy in regards to um, the Lakers fans to the Clippers. I do think the Laker fans keep this talk alive too much. Like, I just ignore them. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you an example. So, I believe in our business, whether it's sports or any, you know, genre. There are people who literally do this to get a rise out of you. That I don't even think they believe that whatever the bleep comes out of their mouth. They're just saying the most outlandish thing to get you to react. Now, I feel like I've done a good job over the years of identifying those people, and I just pay them no attention, right? Like, I just, I don't care what that person has to say, because clearly they're just being outlandish to be outlandish. Um, I don't I don't like to listen to people like that, because I feel like it's all contrived. So, I, I just tune them out. And I feel like if you're the Lakers, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Clippers because I have been very respectful in their run, and I think that they deserve all the love that they're getting here now nationally. 
uh, while it's not getting it locally. I just think that let's let's not go overboard here. Um, and with the Laker fans, why not just ignore them? I'll ask you, Laura. Why not just ignore them then? I mean, I don't feel like I fuel them. They're like whatever. I mean, I mean, you out one. there talking about selfies and all that stuff and covering because up I'm the not banners. lying though. I mean, those are all facts. They do cover our banners with selfies. Like that's not me trolling or saying something that's not. I mean, real. you put out a video today about the Clipper fans being out there. There was nobody out I there. I did, in the but I really, I swear, I wasn't trying to troll. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, there is a lot of people, and that to mm-hmm. me is a lot of people more than I'm used to seeing. And I'm like, honestly, never. Like, I can count in one hand how many, like, actual Clipper fans I know, and it's less than four. Including TiVo. Yeah, including TiVo, and it's less than four. So I'm like, now I'm seeing people with, like, the the Clipper, like, the little banners that you put on your on your car and people like I went hiking this guy had a clipper shirt and I was like oh you're a clipper fan he goes yeah 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 I was like cool who's your favorite who's your uh, favorite guy in the team he didn't say anything and I'm just like mm. Mm, okay that that's that yeah okay yeah. so See, that, that's I, what I'm I, saying but I, I have a friend of mine who's like a lifelong hardcore Laker fan and I said to him explain to me why you just won't even acknowledge that the clippers are in this battle without Kawhi Leonard, and because of that, it's impressive. Give him an ounce of respect. And he said, absolutely, positively, over my dead body, I will never give them an ounce of respect. I said, but why? Look, it's it's 3-2 now. They're, they won on the road. Paul George has done more than most people thought he could do. And he said, what have they done? I said, well, you know, they're they're in the series. They're battling. No, no, no. Well, it's but, the first time they've made it to the conference finals. That's, right. That's... He's like, but but what have they done? They haven't won the series. What do you want me to do? Give them respect because they've got it to 3-2? That you want me to give the Clippers respect because they're only down a game? No, I, I think you should give the Clippers respect, number one, because they lost their best player and they're, they've achieved something that they had never achieved in the 30-something years they've been in existence. Well, that sounds very reasonable, George, but I'm telling you, and I think you know this, Laker fans don't want to hear that. And oh, no, I know they don't want to hear that, yeah. but it is the reality of okay, it. Okay, let like, me ask this question. If the Clippers... Why do you care, though? Is oh, why question. do I care? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, listen, I just think it's funny because as a sports fan, pure sports right. fan, mm-hmm. the story of a team losing their best player but battling through, and by the way, a player who's always been ridiculed for not being able to get it done in the playoffs is having the best playoff run of his life. Mm-hmm. I just think that as a sports fan, that is interesting. It is but interesting. La- right. But Laker fans will not acknowledge that as interesting or anything else. They're just like, no, the Clippers haven't done anything. Well, but it's what I told you yesterday. This is about tribalism, right? Like, it just it, we've just become more ingrained with it um, in sports and beyond. It's always been there for sports, but I think it's just it just is that now. And I get the not giving your rival the tipping of the cap, but if you just can't be objective and acknowledge, yo, man, that guy's balling right now, then you know I don't know what to tell you. You know, Here, like, here's just, what I, I don't I, think it's I don't even think like I don't even get a rise out of it. I'm just like, yeah. all right, man. Well, if you can't see he's balling and having a good playoffs, then or that they've reached a level they never reached, then that's it. Like I, I'm not here to say anything, but I feel like that other than that, that just seems to be the obvious. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, people keep getting at me on Twitter, too. They're like, so, Kaplan, let me get this straight. If the Chargers win the Super Bowl, you're the number one Charger hater on the planet. Mm -hmm. I I literally carry in my wallet a card that says Charger Hater Club. And I give these cards out to people when I see them. They're like, yo, you got any of those cards? I'm like, yeah, here you go. 
yeah, you have yeah. to sign it on the spot. If the Chargers won the Super Bowl, right. knowing that the Chargers are even worse than the Clippers as a franchise in their history, for the most part, um, I would have to at least acknowledge, wow, they did something I never thought they'd be able to do. I'd root against them in the Super Bowl, but if they won it, I'd be like, well, boy, I got to give them a little bit of respect, even though I don't like the team, yeah. hate the owner, you know. Yeah. So, trying to be objective. Uh, Greg, why not just ignore them if, you know, like like I said earlier, like you just, if they're trying to get a rise out of you, I mean. It's a, it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. And I think that's really the biggest thing is that if you do, if you don't say anything, they're like, oh, yeah, we got you, we got you. And if you do say anything, oh, then all of a sudden, oh, no, look at it, you're, you're talking to our Clipper fans. I'm also going to say this, though, when it comes to this this topic that we have right now. Laura. How often, yeah, Laura hitting the, the dings. I love that, Laura. So, I don't think, I think this is all very much a media-driven thing. What media? I think it's, I think it's like, it's people like you, it's other people on, on that are talking heads on TV and all these other situations that are like, oh, here it is. The Laker fans are doing this, expecting to get a rise out of us. Greg, Greg, That's what it is. This didn't start now. (laughs) No, I know it didn't start, but we keep talking about it. We keep talking about it because of it. Greg. Well, what do you say that again? We what? keep talking about it. this subject keeps coming up. It keeps on, coming up because a caller brought it up. Well, and, because the and Clippers because are because Cap right, and the Clippers are playing, and then Kaplan's out there trying to like give them a you know tip of the cap, and people are yelling God. at him. God but it's my, but that's my cap. point is that you know like why why just just you can't just ignore it like I, again when something like I feel like is ridiculous or absurd i don't even i'm just like yeah whatever like it just it, i don't even get angry by it like but people generally get angry by it. i mean you, you and laura let's be real like, i haven't gotten angry you're, you're not very complimentary of them and you're always making oh, fun of them always you know? well yeah we're yeah. not complimentary yeah. of them that's 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 those fair facts yeah, those, <laughs> okay? that's all i'm that's saying that's fair but, but, but like also even, i get but I get, you're always making fun of them but they've been pretty facts. good the last 10 years or so they had, there's, I mean, and I was, they've I was now trying the place and they've now reached a place they've never reached before. So it's just like, all right, good for them. Yeah, like, I, it can't, Laura, that, that's just it. Like, it's all I'm saying is like, Hey, good for them. It doesn't, but, but Laura, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and no one should be competing with the Lakers historically anyway. And I don't believe Clipper fans are trying to do that either. Like maybe I'm wrong, except the one guy who's trying to say that they're jealous. Laker fans are jealous of the Clippers, which is why I went, all right, full stop. That's absurd. Like, let's not get crazy. Laker fans are not jealous of the Clippers. All right, Mike is in Long this. Beach. Mike, right. hold on. You can say no, it after. Ahead, Mike, Mike in Long Beach. Hello, Mike. So basically, hey, what's going on, guys? So, so just basically what's telling with um, – Going on top of what um, what you guys are saying, it's basically it's not much of like oh we're bringing it up. It's just that they bring it up to us, like on our social media, on our posts and all that stuff. Like oh hey, where are the Laker fans at? Oh I guess not. I guess you guys are on you know gone fishing. <laughs> But that's, they're just fishing for you. They're they're fishing for you, and you're falling for the bait. Hear me out. Hear me out. I think where it all started out with, to be honest, look, I knew the Clippers back in the days when Benny Del Negro and all that other stuff. I bet you anything, a bunch of these other Clippers can't say that. Right. So they can't say, oh, who was did Ron Harper play for the Clippers? They can't say that either. But I'm saying that ever since they got Chris Paul, they kind of quote quote stole him from us. But really, it was basically David Stern's stopped it, they just literally came out of the woodworks and be like, hey, look who we got. And next you know it, the media and all the other stuff is all like, okay, they're trying to force feed us the clip for this and clip for that. Oh, look, they're a force to be reckoned with. Nah, you guys aren't a force to be reckoned with. 
you guys are lower than us. Plain and simple, but it just gets annoying. But that's what, like, just what, um, just what, um, what, what, they, what you guys are saying, you know, like, yeah, you have the vision for it. I get it, you know, but sometimes you just got to nip it in the butt and just like, all right, that's enough. That's enough of that. But then they just keep going. And go on top of, I would never, the only time I'll tip my cap to the Clippers, to be quite honest, if they win the whole thing. If they win the whole thing, I call on the radio right now and be like, yo, I, sh- I shot them out. Like, yo, Clippers, here you guys go. Whoop de whoop. But until then, it ain't happening. Like, yeah. show me what you guys done. I'm not giving out participation points. Yeah, I'm not right. giving out participation ribbons. Yeah. Like, yo, cool, I got it. Yo, Paul George, play off Pete. You were way off Pete for a moment ago, but can you do it again? Let's, let's see what happens. Hi, Mike. Yeah, listen, Laura, here's the thing. I'm shocked that a mm-hmm. lifelong Laker fan would even ever go to a Clipper game. Like, for me, if you said to me, here's 50-yard line, free tickets, take your family to a Charger game, I'd be like, I wouldn't go see the Chargers in SoFi. I wouldn't go see them in Lambeau Field. I would never go to one of their games. I wouldn't buy any of their products. I wouldn't buy a soda at their game. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Okay. I'm surprised you would even go. I mean, free tickets. Sweet. Okay. And the guy I was Tivo. dating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, still, still, I think you make a stand and you say to TiVo, hey, look, I can't do it. Politically, I just can't do it. No, nah, right, man. Let, hold, let, 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 let's continue this discussion on the other side. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Uh, plus, we've got another anniversary uh, to get to today. A really cool, actually, an amazing, I think, uh, movie anniversary uh, that we'll get to. And then another movie anniversary that isn't uh, as amazing, but could be very funny to talk about. So we've got those coming up. Stick around. We're back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. One of my favorite movies, the original Spike Lee joint, if I recall correctly, um, it still holds up today. It's funny, it was on cable like a couple of months ago. And I was just scrolling on my DirecTV, and I saw it was on. I caught it right at the beginning uh, as the credits were rolling. It was still fantastic. Like, just especially, you know, considering the world we've been living in, I actually found it um, pretty fascinating to watch it play out the way the movie played out. But still worth your time if you haven't seen it or if you've never seen it. Uh, you should. It, it is It is an excellent movie and speaks on – kind of where we've been and where we are in this country in a lot of ways. Samuel L. Jackson, Danny Aiello, yeah. John Turturro. I mean, a lot of yeah. interesting characters in this movie. Yeah, Danny Aiello and John Turturro, I believe father's son, right, if I recall correctly? Or no, no, Danny Aiello uh, had a different son working at the pizza joint or whatever. Sal's was the name of the place. Yeah, Sal's. Right. Um, and John Turturro was like his buddy, uh, was their buddy. The ended up being like Spike Lee's kind of sort of white buddy. John uh, Turturro on, cracks me up in The Big Lebowski when he plays the Jesus. You ever watch The Big Lebowski? Yeah, I have. Where he, t- where he goes, hey, don't mess with the Jesus, man. Yeah. Don't mess with, you know. Yeah. And the, 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 the bowling jumpsuit is one of my all-time favorites. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. 
Um, did you just co-op do the right thing to do a John Turturro uh, other movie? Not really. It just happened. It just sort of happened that way. Just John Turturro came to mind, and then I thought, you know yeah. what? I love John Turturro in, in The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, I always feel like the um, one of the, mo- the the funniest line to me in Do the Right Thing is the whole thing about the Celtics. Um, LZ, are you there? Do you remember that line, the Celtics line? Uh, when old dude stepped on his uh, shoes with the Larry Bird jersey on? Yeah, with the Larry Bird jersey. It was like a jersey. If jersey. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he was busy gentrifying Brooklyn. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And they were what's just kind of looking at him like, like, what's up? Uh, what is up? How you doing, LZ? You good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you notice Cap sounds like Joan Rivers today? I know, I know. It's true. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, he's got a cold or something or whatever. Yeah. You will not slander Joan Rivers. She was a friend of mine, and I will not have her correlated with Scott Kaplan. Why? Is he really? Is she really? Or was was, she really? She was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Joan Rivers. Huge Joan Rivers fan. Yeah, she was awesome. Um, Back, 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 back when I lived in New York, it was myself, Andy Cohen from Bravo, um, Billy Eichner. Um, We were all cast in a uh, TV show with Joan Rivers. We did a pilot together uh, for Bravo. And uh, the show wasn't picked up, but the friendships remained. And Joan was always, always so kind to me. And she was constantly teaching me about improv, constantly teaching me about comedy and comedic timing and how to set up a joke and how to deliver the punchline and how to get out. And she was just always just so generous. So whenever I hear her name, I just think about not all of the, the offensive things that people hate her for. I think about how motherly she was to me and oh, so goodness. many others. So when I hear her name, I'm like going, I love Joan. And you said, Scott Kaplan sounded like Joan Rivers. She, he does not. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I, when I was on the radio in New York City, I used to have Joan Rivers come in all the time, and I would gush all over her. I was the biggest Joan Rivers fan. I used to love her stand-up comedy. And... Uh, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, so when George told me he thought I sounded like her, I was like, ah, ah, can we talk? Can we talk here? So I didn't think I sounded like Joan. I thought I sounded way worse. Uh, we still have plenty of people who have uh, remedies, home remedies for you, Scott, which we'll get to here in a second on the phone. Any home remedy, LZ, for the cold? Um, is it a common cold or an uncommon one? Okay, great question. Thank you. So I am worried about this, LZ, because I – Always, you know, getting a common cold is no big deal. But now I'm like, uh-oh, headache, cough, sore throat, symptoms. Oy. So I'm, I'm actually legit going to the doctor tomorrow because I, I don't know. Is it a common cold or should I be worried in this world today? I mean, just get tested. Yeah. Figure that out. I mean, I'm, I'm always worried, too. so you shouldn't be asking me. Yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow, too. I'm going to get tested also. I, should probably, I would probably go today. I was, trying. <laughs> I was trying. I couldn't get in. There's no urgent care? Yeah, I could. I mean, I, I actually, they said because you say you have symptoms, you got to meet with a doctor on a video call first, and then you'll come in and get tested. So it seemed complicated. Oh, my. They don't just have, like, a testing site you can go to that you can get, like, get tested? I like, would think there should be. I mean, I saw recently, a, a like, a Sprinter van that had a sign on the side of it, um, COVID testing here. So, yeah, I, I thought it would have been, like, everywhere and easy. but um, There's plenty of, like, drive through joints, like, at doctor's offices still, I feel like. Yeah, yeah so. I'm, I'm going to try and do uh, that. Maybe all right, I'll do it let, let's go to the phone. So, LZ, just catching you up here real quick, and mm-hmm. thank you for uh, joining us. I know you were doing real-life work 
Um, like important stuff, not stuff like this nonsense that we oh, do every stop day. It. It's all um, important and it's all yeah. nonsense at the same time. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, we had a gentleman, Dan, call in um, who was a Clipper fan. Oh, boss? Oh. No, different Dan, not okay. not the otter, uh, uh, as, uh, as Mace used to refer to him as. The otter? Um, yeah, he says he looked like an otter. Oh. And he kind of did. Remember, the, you know, kind of bald head, you know, kind of like uh, so, you know, his face. When, when he was otterish. When you said otter, because you know in the gay community we have like different groupings. We got bears and, and yeah. twinks, and there's actually an otter category. So I did I not like, know that. Yes, yes. So when he said otter, I was like going, <laughs> I mean, who are the otters? I don't really see him as an otter, but if he's, <laughs> if he's identifying as an otter, who am I to tell him who he is? <laughs> I hear otter and I think of the movie Animal House. No, no, no. An otter is somewhere between like a bear and a... Yeah, anyway. Okay. Pride uh, Month yeah. is almost over. I don't need to explain that anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway. Uh, Tune in so next year. So what we were saying was a guy, a guy called in. And, you know, look, we, 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 you know, we've been talking about giving the Clippers their due, you know, whatever. They make it to the conference finals for the first time. Paul George playing great. Um, and um, so this guy called in and, and then he, you know, someone always goes too far. So Dan, who's a nice man, it seemed like, was like, well, maybe, you know, I just think maybe the Laker fans are jealous of us. And I'm like, all right, slow down. All right, now we're just going too far. They're not jealous of you. But I do think that if you're the Lakers, right, mm-hmm. and the analogy I made, or if you're the Laker fans, um, the analogy I made, LZ, is in this business, whether it's sports or any other genre uh, of talk, right, and talk shows, there are people – who are rabble-rousers, that that is their sole purpose, right? To rabble-rouse. Yes. Yes. And those people, I don't really pay much attention to. No, we call um, them trolls. Yeah, exactly. So now, anyone who... I will listen to someone with an opposite opinion if they discuss things like an adult, right? But if they just say things, clearly just get a rise out of people. I'm just dismissing them summarily. No. Um, and, and I feel like if you're the Laker fans, like, why even... Why, why, why let them bait you into stuff? Because it feels like that's the discussion we've had from Laker fans, which is, well, they're out there saying, you know, look at us now. Where are you at? You know, this, and I'm like, okay, but like, why engage? Like, I guess it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I like the banner and it's fun, but it just don't let it ruin your life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Get you all upset. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't let myself get to that point. It feels yeah, like. You have to remind yourself in those moments that the win isn't in the argument, the win is in the response. Right. The win is not in the facts, whether it's true or not. The win is whether or not it can get under your skin. So don't give Correct. them the win. Correct. Don't, let them, uh, don't right. let them have it. So let's go to the phones. We've got a, a combination of cold remedies um, mm. and conversations about the Clippers. Uh, Gary's in San Pedro. Gary, how are you, sir? Good. How are you guys? Excellent. Good, Gary. It, you know what? It's not that we're jealous, right? I mean, let's be clear. I mean, we would have gave it to you just as hard if we knew you existed before 2010. I mean, half these cats came out of the woodworks when, uh, when they, they got Chris Paul in 2011. And, you know, they, showed, they started showing up to bars with their little clipper jerseys, all crisp and white. And uh, you'd have conversations with them and ask them to name anybody off that roster, off that knuckleheads roster. I mean, they couldn't even give you Darius Miles, let alone Jeff McGinnis. You know what I mean? Oh, so come on, man. Like Quinn Richardson, earlier, Darius Miles. That's a, that was a fun group, even though they weren't good. <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm, they I'm were good on paper, too, though. Too, but I like, I they, like good basketball when I see it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, 
look, hey, if anybody offered me some free Clipper tickets, I'd go, man. I enjoy the sport. I'm not going to root for the team. Cat, you crazy, man. you got to go to that game. I don't yep. know, man. I'm telling you right now. Somebody gives me tickets, 50-yard line, free tickets, uh, field passes, and a Charger game. I'm like, uh, now I'll, I'll just be at home watching on TV. Thanks. All right, let me. Let, we got a cold rem- some cold remedy stuff um, for for Cap, and then we'll get back to the calls because we, uh, we 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 were we ran a little long here, um, and I apologize. We will get more calls in in a second. But Ralph in Duarte on line five has a cold remedy for Cap. What's up, Ralph? Yes. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, hey. First time caller, long time listener. Thanks. I just wanted to chime in a little bit on the cold remedies. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in our East LA days, growing up in East LA, there was a family of six of us. So my parents, what they would do is they would fill up the bathtub, put two caps of rubbing alcohol in there, and put the water as hot as they could or as hot as we could take it. After we would get out, they said that it would open up our pores, and then they would rub us down, put our pajamas on, and rub us down with Vicks uh, vapor wrap. Yeah, Mm. Viva Poru. Yeah. Yep, and they would put that all over our chest and then our nose and... They said that we would sweat it out and we would wake up the next day morning drenched, uh, wet, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> sweat it I out, know. huh? Yeah. Sweat it out, and that would man. sweat out everything. Yeah. One thing I just wanted to add was to Laura, if you don't mind. Laura, I'm the one that messaged you over the weekend on Instagram yeah. that my sister's name was Laura also, oh. and that I was proud of her like I'm proud of you for... Um, what you've been through because she's been uh she had beaten cancer three times and it's come back a little bit but she's determined to beat it for the fourth time so i just wanted to throw that in because you know they say nothing good has ever come out of east l.a but i'm a living testimony i've been in my job 44 years and 36 years married and 31 years sober nice. so something does good Good. Next Ralph comes out of East LA. Ralph, there there's no go. doubt. A lot of good comes out of East LA, and you, you and That's your family right. are mm-hmm. are part of it, man. So muchas gracias. Okay, thank you so much. All right, and thank you for listening. Thank okay, you. and call us more often. Oh. For yes, sure. Yes, sir. God bless. And keep right, sliding to Laura's DMs. Now I gotta go check my DMs. <laughs> yeah. Girl, please, <laughs> yeah. you don't fool nobody. You know you be checking <laughs> yeah. the DMs. No, already. I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We'll continue your calls. Plus, would you rather coming up next? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'll take it away, Chris. Thank you very much. And we'll start with LZ since you just got back. Welcome back, LZ. Thank you. It was good to be back. Uh, Let's go with, would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted or just in the normal real world? Wait, what? Would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality where you get whatever you want? virtual reality. Oh, okay. So whether I'd rather be in the Matrix or take the pill? Yeah, pretty much. Um, hmm. I'm going to take the pill. I'm going to want to be in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't want to live in a simulation, although, uh, you know, 
uh, Elon thinks we're living in it anyway. And you know, who the hell knows? I guess we'll all find out one day, right? You guys ever, uh, just, you know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. If somebody finds use... out, let us know, though. Anybody here uh, play with virtual reality goggles at all? I do. Yeah. You can do some crazy things with virtual reality goggles. You can see some things that you're like, wow, I'll probably never have that in real life. But in virtual reality, that's pretty damn good. However, I'm with you guys. I'm keeping it real. I'm going to stay in the real world. I will say this, though, because I have a natural fear of heights. I've done a couple of games uh, with those 3D goggles, you know, those virtual reality goggles with extreme heights. It feels real. My body responds the same. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's real. I'm just worried about this Oculus thing because it's a lot of Facebook, and I'm just, like, very anti-Facebook. It is very Facebooky, but you know, they're gonna get you one way or another. Might as well decide how. Yeah, we should come up with our own virtual reality. How about we create our own metaverse, the SLK metaverse? What do you think? I thought Ooh. we already did with all the games and you know. The <laughs> right, languages. but now we, we we make it like a virtual reality experience. Ooh, so explain. I mean, basically, uh, we should come up with the tech, our own technology, or our, 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 a VR technology that allows the audience to view the show and the games with us. Like, there's graphics and stuff. I mean, Greg, you're going to have to hire some people, but, you know, make that happen. I mean, a, a couple people. That's going to be more than, more than one to hire for that. I said a couple people. Yeah, all right, that's fair. All right, well, get collecting some resumes, get on LinkedIn, and get on it. At, yeah, at Bergman, Greg, hit me up on at Bergman, Greg. I'm happy to look at him. Can you create our metaverse? <laughs> Um, hey, look, man, Emmanuel Acho, my guy's got, uh, you know, he's got a LinkedIn commercial. Why can't we do this? You know, there you go. Laura, what do you, where do you want to be? Real life. 100%. I like, I like my life, man. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, you don't think of me. Well, I, listen, I'm staying real life here, but LZ, it's funny. You just said that about heights. I was, uh, when I was away last week, I was staying in a condo 35 floors above, and I looked over the balcony, and I was, like, getting ready to get completely sick. And when I was sleeping at night, I would wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, my God, I'm 35 floors in the air. Dudes, heights freak me out, too, big time. That's the thing. Next. All right, Sedano, would you rather have a horrible job but be able to retire comfortably in 10 years or have your dream job but have to work until the day you die? Oh, if it's your dream job, you're not you're not really working. So I'll come take on, preach, Pastor, preach, Greg. You yeah. got that all wrong. I'm just reading the question. <laughs> <laughs> Cap? Funny because well, the thing is, is I've never even thought about retirement. You know, I, I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, but my my dear friend, God rest his soul in peace, Dick Emberg, died at 81 years old, and Dick Emberg, I promise you guys, worked until the day he died, um, not because he needed money because he loved what he did. And so even when he was done calling football and basketball and baseball and everything else, he was writing and producing plays. He was going on speaking tours. He was writing books. Yeah, man, I'd rather work till the day I die if I'm having a good time doing it. Yeah, I want to be Andy Rooney. I think he did 60 Minutes one Sunday and like was dead on a Tuesday one day. (laughs) Like, I don't even think about that word. Because to George's point, it's been a long time since I felt like I was working. I'm going to be watching the Lakers whether it's my job or not. I'm going to be following history and current events whether it's my job or not. I'm really blessed that I was able to take my passions and find a way to monetize it. 
So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Amen. Unless I hit the lottery, then all bets are then off. Forget it. Everybody, yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. are all out. Yeah, I'm out. All right, next. All right, Kaplan, would you rather be famous when you are alive and forgotten when you die or unknown when you are alive but famous after you die? First one, I'd rather be famous while alive and forgotten while I'm dead. I'd rather live the life of all the fame and hopefully fortune that comes with it, and then once I'm dead, I don't care, versus being completely, you know, however you described it, and then all of a sudden you, you, you die and you're ultra famous. What good is that? So... I'll be shallow and take the fame while alive. LZ? Um, I would rather do what I'm doing, which is small independent movie while I'm alive. And, you know, maybe when I'm gone, someone discovers me and I'm a blockbuster in my death. Huh. I would rather be famous while I'm alive because I feel like I, I, I can make more of it. I mean, I, in theory, I believe I can make more of an impact alive to help others than I would even if I was just famous in death. Like, I know people could maybe follow my story if I became famous in death, uh, but I feel like I could actively be a participant. So I'm not going to take, although it sounds shallow, I actually made it less shallow than Kaplan. Nice job. Yeah, nice job <laughs> by, by, by saying that, that you're helping people with your fame. Good job. Well, yeah. He threw, I, I, he threw I mean, in that line and it's all bad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but listen, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, there's two ways of looking at our time here on Earth, right? It is the impact you have immediately on others, and then it's your legacy. And I think if you have an immediate impact on people, you will have a legacy, right? Like, they will remember you. There, there will be people who go back to your work. There will be monuments or statues or paragraphs and books or documentaries if you have an impact on people's lives when you're alive. If you don't have a real impact on people's lives when you're alive, you could be famous, but if it's not no real impact, they'll forget you. So I'd much rather be remembered because that means when I was alive, I was actually doing something to touch somebody. What? Oh, Laura, go. I agree with LZ just because I think of Selena. Like, yeah, she mm -hmm. was famous while she was alive, but I mean, she's legendary now and she's really propelled other artists and really impacted the community, you know, that I'm a part of. So I, I think like if you do good and you can kind of, because LZ's right, man, like you can be famous and not really do anything with it. So I'm with you, LZ. All right. And I'm glad you brought up Selena because you tried to make me cry. I know you did. Did it work? A little bit. Okay. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. Next. All right, LZ, would you rather be the best in the world at climbing trees or the best at the world at jumping rope? Ooh, jumping rope. Jumping rope. Ooh, ooh. I could never really double dutch really well. Me neither. I know. I'm I bad at jumping rope. So I would much uh, rather jump rope. Yeah. Yeah, give me the double dutch, man. That song, Double Dutch Bus, used to come on and I just felt triggered. There you go. See, I always thought that every time I, I tried to double dutch, I knew what to do because I'd seen it. So as the two ropes were going, I was like, okay, I know what to do. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I jump in, and then I've got my feet. Do, 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 do. Like I'm going to run in place, but it never worked. And when I jump rope, I'm a pretty good jump roper, like a boxer. You know, I can do all the different twists and turns. I can, you know, jump two, three times. But I could never, ever, ever figure out the double dutch. So I think jumping rope sounds like more fun than climbing trees. Yeah, I would agree. All right, Laura? That, it, 
Oh, Laura, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I am going to do climbing trees. Oh. Because mm-hmm. okay. I, I do jump rope a little bit, you know, because I'm trying to lose weight. But, man, it's like 10 seconds and I trip. And I trip. I'm like, man, I'm done. <laughs> it's bad. Okay. Girl, it's bad. All right. That is uh, Would You Rather. Uh, we will get back to your calls here quickly for a moment. Let's go to Michael in line four in Los Angeles, who is a Clipper fan. And I believe he's just going to add fuel to the fire here. Go ahead, Michael. Hey, I'm not a Clipper fan. I'm a Laker fan. Oh, okay. Oh. The bottom line, the Clippers fans are like little flies. They're like gnats. They're in your face. They're bothering you. Sometimes you just got to be a Laker fan and get out the facts, the fly swatters. Bottom line, these Clipper fans don't know the facts. They don't even know that a lot of times the Clippers had to give tickets to, like, homeless people to fill the stadium. That's a fact. The fact is all these people are bandwagon. And it's just silly. It's just silly. It's honestly silly to engage. What do you do when the gnat keeps coming in your face, coming at you? You got to get out the fly swatter. The facts. Okay. I mean, there you go. So that that's your position that you just feel like, hey, we just got to, they're just little gnats. I mean, they are trying to bother you. They are trying to get under your skin in some ways. There's no doubt. We'll continue this. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Uh, speaking of which, there was a uh, interesting situation that occurred in the last game. Uh, obviously, game six tonight between the Clippers and the Suns. But in game five, one of our colleagues, well, two of our colleagues disagreed vehemently over one particular thing. And one of our colleagues, Jeff Van Gundy, took things to a whole different level about Paul George and Jay Crowder on a play. We'll get to that in a moment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. LZ, what mm. is the worst Stallone movie? Cliffhanger. No, the first yeah. few minutes are fantastic. Unfortunately, the movie's longer than that. <laughs> if it was on Quibi or whatever that thing used to be and it was only 15 seconds or whatever, great. But unfortunately, it was a full feature-length length film where... Sylvester Stallone is the only mountain climber to, in the history of mountain climbing yeah. that was completely comfortable like in tank tops and shorts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't get past that. I mean, 1993, Gabe Walker, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, I felt like it's pretty good. Pretty good. Did you miss the part where I said he was half naked on a mountain trying to climb a... <laughs> I mean, come I, on, man. I mean, it was very Stallone, though, you know? It was like, Although- and, he, and he was constantly pulling people up with one arm. Regardless of the angle. Yeah, what, well, yeah, because he wanted the pump on the arm. By the way, cliffhanger on IMDb, 6.4 out of 10. Not terrible. I'm literally looking at snow right now in like a half-naked Stallone. None of this makes sense to me. Yeah. John Lithgow was the villain in the movie. <laughs> you can't climb a mountain. Or whatever yeah. the line was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kaplan had a good one. Stop or my mom will shoot with Estelle Getty. It was pretty terrible. Wait, who was the other guy? Kurt Russell, was it? In, in, in which one? Stop or my mom would shoot? 
No, no, you're thinking Tango and Cash is oh, currency. Is I'm thinking? I like Tango one? and Cash. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot is 4.3. Mm-hmm. It's still Getty. Why would you do that to her? <laughs> hey, man, that, that was Estelle Getty in her prime back then. Man. That was pre-Golden Girls? No, no, no was that was during. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She could have done anything, and she said, this looks good. 1992, <laughs> a Stallone movie if you're Estelle Getty? Yeah, you know? So, yes. Did she yeah. not read the script? Never mind. Yeah. So the uh, thing you heard earlier, the quote-unquote hashtag passionate sports talk, mm-hmm. was we were talking about who has most pressure today in Game 6, and I was saying that Chris Paul's got all the pressure on him today. Um, you know, like, the Clippers are playing with house money at this point, to which I said, and Greg vehemently disagreed, I said, <laughs> go, well, Kaplan first disagreed. And he said, no, I think that, you know, the, the Clippers have more pressure, and I asked him this. I said, okay, let's take the two best the, the two prominent or most featured players, right? Let's not call them best, right? Like the mm-hmm. most experienced players. In this case, Chris Paul and Paul George, right? Mm-hmm. Let's take them out of the equation. If I told you the next best players were Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, and Marcus Morris, or Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and I don't know, pick one, Mikhail Bridges or Jay Crowder or whatever, like you're telling the Suns are the better team, are they not? Hmm. Uh-oh, a pause. You have to think. Have you not watched them dudes play, man? I get Reggie that. Reggie Jackson has been balling out. LZ, if I Reg- just told you in a vacuum, who are which team like would you in rather a vacuum, play on? Sure, but I mean right now, the way they're looking, you don't think the Clippers supporting cast for Paul George is better than? <laughs> no. I don't think they're better than. I think that they have played pretty – they've played well. They're playing – But I don't be- think that they're, they're better than them. No, absolutely They're not, not better than, to your point. Right. But at this moment, they're playing better than. At this well, moment. I mean, Paul George is playing out of this world is what's happening. And the other guys are, are – Reggie Jackson is filling a role. Um, hey, Reggie Jackson out there winning games, dog. What you talking about filling a role? He's Reggie filling Jackson a role. Is, is, he, he's getting open looks because of Paul George. Man, he out there busting ass, man. I'm going to give that man his, his flowers. He is not just sitting there waiting for Paul George. There are moments in which he's the one that's initiating oh, the offense. There are moments like that, but that is – okay, would you rather have him or Devin Booker? Right now? Yeah. Devin. Okay. But your question wasn't just on those two. Your question was on three. Okay. And you can name a third. Or you Marcus name a third Morris for the Suns. <laughs> would you rather have DeAndre Aiden or Marcus Morris Sr.? I'd rather have DeAndre. Okay, then what are we arguing about here? Because you couldn't name a third son. I, I, That's where I, the thing fell off at. Right, well, Terrence Mann has, has been, been good balling. in a couple you of games. You wanted to do a whole segment on him. Greg, Greg he, nixed that. No, that was Greg nixed that. That's his damn fault. All I'm hearing uh, right now is that LZ agrees with me. That's all I'm Terrence hearing Terrence Mann has, has not been that great in this series. You couldn't name a son, man. No, I told you to pick <laughs> one. Exactly. Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, because I can go more than three is my point. But the question what, was. What did the audience say? I'm just curious over this. I mean, we didn't ask the audience. Whatever. No. Because right now, because of the way that book is banged up, because of the way that Patrick Beverly is making his life hell, and because of the confidence that you see from Reggie Jackson and the confidence that you're seeing from really everyone now, why they have this confidence, we can certainly have a conversation about. But the fact is, is that when I'm thinking about this series as a whole, Reggie has been very problematic. 
And it's not just because he's hitting wide open shots. He's initiating. He's being aggressive. He is being, you know, just he's playing outstanding basketball right now. He is. But he's not better than Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton. But I'm saying he's playing outstanding basketball right now. I agree. I don't believe Devin Booker is playing outstanding basketball right now. Do you? I mean, he's still Devin Booker, man. I know his name, but is he playing outstanding basketball right now? He, yeah, he has. He's he he has played worse in the last couple of games, but he's still playing really good basketball. Yes, but the word was outstanding. I mean, is Terrence Mann playing outstanding basketball? We were talking about. I'm Reggie just Jackson, look. Devin I mean, Devin Booker. Booker in the last game. Devin Booker in the last game had what 31 points? 31 like that's points, pretty outstanding. Yeah. What was the shooting? He, he shot 41. percent Yeah, he was nine for 22 from the field. Yeah, that's not outstanding. That's inefficient. Right? I mean, Paul George shot 35% in a game. We're not and they talking won. about Paul George, and, man. Why do you keep bringing up other people? We're talking about LZ, Reggie Jackson. LZ, because I'm trying to give you context, man. Paul I got George the shot. Context. Paul, Paul George shot 35% in a game where he still had 27, 15, and 6. Like, that's still a good game. In the playoffs, I'm not here trying to make. This isn't the regular season. Like, your efficiency, I don't care how you get it. You just got to win games and fi- or, or try to contribute in ways to win games. Open up the phone lines. Okay. Or we, or we can ask Greg. Open up the phone lines. Open Greg, up what the do you think? Lines. Well, uh, you, you really want my – I already went through this with Sedano. Greg he yelled already, at me. Greg thinks he like yelled you, at me. which he is crazy to me. He yelled at me, and he said, you stop it. I'm yelling You're at lying. you, too. You're lying. That's what he said to well, me. Well, no, I think you're Greg lying. is doing it yeah. to be a troll. No, I'm not. LZ. I think you're being honest, LZ. Greg is doing it because he he can't – he can't – Sit. This is you like such low. Ch- you think this, so little of me, LZ. When we talked earlier, this, when we talked yesterday, is, did I say this to you or not? That the Clippers have the better team. It doesn't matter that yeah, you yeah. said it to him. It, it's still. So I said mi- it on the air too. It's it's the way yeah. your mind works. You're My doing it because works. you want to still at the end say, "Oh, the Clippers should have won because they're the better team, even without Kawhi." No, and Zubac. that's not at all. It was that's literally. What you want. I'm really it's watching this and saying this is the better team. Just like Farmer John is in your conscience. It's all in your conscience. You are. You're on a whole other level with this. I mean, the truth is, man, ever since after game one and Pat Bev has basically been in, in Book's ass, he hasn't looked the same, man. Now, obviously, he's hurt, too, and he had the game with the mask and all of that. I get that. But he's having some issues with Patrick Beverly. Well, it's not it's just impact- Patrick Beverly. They and defended having- him completely differently. I'm just saying, man, it's like over the course of a season, over the course of many seasons, yes, I want Book. But if you're asking me right now who's playing best between the supporting it, cast, I you think have the a Clippers game supporting cast is playing better. You have a game for your life right now. You would rather have the Clippers supporting cast that Paul George has or the, or the, or the Suns supporting cast that Chris Paul has? Playing right now? For your life today. Today's the game for your life. Man, that's a really messed up scenario if I'm waiting on the Clippers or the Suns to say. I'm my just life. saying, but, but that's the game for your life today. I would say I believe right now that the Clippers supporting class has a better chance of saving my life than the way the Suns have been playing. Okay. I, I, I don't agree, clearly. Jason By is in Downey. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, we got a wrap? Damn it. Yep. Valvoline. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, I mean Oh, he can't even get to the phones. He can't even like. I mean, what is going 